Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about carbon trading, how to get your C's out on the market. In our Ag History Minute, we're going to talk about the start of carbon markets. We'll have cool beans, that's corny, for our current events, and we'll wrap it all up with our Ag Idiom of the Week. So with me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey, guys. Max Garvey. What's up, everybody? Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So, it is still March Madness. Come on and play some basketball. Do you know the rest of it? Nope. Me neither. Unless you're the Badgers, then don't come on and play some basketball. <laughs> I did, hey, I did played one round. Through the first verse of a Green Day song yesterday, but... Ooh. Did, couldn't get the second verse. Did you guys like the Monday games? So they started this year Friday through Monday instead of Thursday through I Sunday? I don't know that I watched one on Monday. No, it was weird. Yeah, know. Monday's kind of an odd, de- odd time to... It was nice to have basketball on Monday, like, just kind of different. But it was like, this is weird. It's Monday. Like, like Monday night football is perfect because, you know, Monday, you know, it's kind of a long day usually. And then you get home, bam, football, right? But I don't know if it's basketball all day on Monday really. I don't no. think it quite did it for me. End of the week, you're kind of like trailing down, right? You can kind of. Well, Sunday's like a good bookend to yeah. it. You know, like, yeah, I'll watch a couple games Sunday. You got to go back to the real world tomorrow. Yeah. I guess Monday's probably the day you would. To watch the basketball, that's the day you schedule your vasectomy for? <laughs> is that the... No, is you, that how you... <laughs> are you supposed you to do it right before... The first before, day. before so no, you, you got to do it like the day, the day before... The Wednesday like before. Start, so that you're kind of like, recovering. But with, the, but with the Friday-Monday setup, don't yeah, you think you'd want to do it... Because mo- it doesn't pay to have the day off Thursday, and then you're probably back to work at Monday. Just the recovery, though, you got to be watching games, so it's, it's nice. Actually, you should have it for today, because you got... Now this week it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are the games. Yes. Yeah. For the all right, I'll call and see weekend. if I can get on the dock yet today. <laughs> <laughs> it's an you may want to wait on that. <laughs> I need to get it done. Do you guys have any uh, surgeries open for today? What are you looking to have done? Uh, anything with like a three week recovery time? Pretty much, <laughs> it's kind of where I'm looking. You got to have your spouse sign off too, Max. So, mm. what if you don't have a spouse? Yeah, then you're not married. There you go. Does your mom then have to? It's like a field trip for school. You got to get yeah. your parents' permission. <laughs> yeah. Hey, your 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 kid doesn't want to have kids. Is that all right with you? <laughs> yeah, well, my grandbaby. <laughs> that would be exactly how it go with my mom. That it's exactly how it would be. <laughs> well, that took a dark turn. Yes, there was a lot of madness, though a lot of upsets. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah, it was, was kind fun. of a crazy. Except the weekend. Big Ten yeah. the, was the one getting upset. The uh, the chaos, I think, of the COVID year definitely plays into these lesser schools' hand rather than these blue bloods. I th- I think, especially like a team like the Badgers, they're so regimented and like. Look slow. at how before COVID, how good they were. You know, a year ago, right before the tournament got canceled, yeah. the Big Ten like they were just like you say they were playing together. They could have lunches together, do everything together, and then they said COVID hit, and they couldn't, they basically couldn't hang out with their teammates, Yeah, which is like their family for a team like the Badgers, and... Did you see the, just, the whole the video of Brad Davidson after they, after they lost the Baylor? He was walking out of the stadium to go to the bus, and like his mom and his girlfriend were like standing watching everybody walk to the bus, so he walked over and hugged him, hugged his mom... And like an official came right behind him and was like, you can't do that. Get on the bus. <laughs> no touching. It's like, we just lost yeah, the game. We're, we're leaving the, the bubble, bubble, you yeah. dick. COVID, COVID protocols for us are over, but don't let me hug my mom I haven't seen in Are you year? telling me that an NCAA official did something stupid? Well, yeah. <laughs> did you see the thing with the, um, the videographer where they like tackled him or practically tackled this guy? He was authorized to be on the court to like record the team he worked for the university like some security guard like grabbed him and like was trying to yank him off the court because he thought he wasn't supposed to be supposed to be out there. there and i don't remember if that was like i think that might have been right before the tournament it was like at some game but yeah just the things they're doing for covid it's a little bit it's a, little bit a year later you right. know it's they didn't have the tournament a year ago i mean we're a year later it's Pretty quick here, things are opening, and it feels that way that it's starting to kind of 
you know, the two-week lockdown is officially done. Over, yeah. 50 weeks weeks later. Yeah, I saw a thing this morning, and I want to say, like, 42% of the state of Wisconsin is vaccinated through wow. through two doses. Wow. 42%? Yeah, it was some, it was a crazy It's got to be like over that. like over age 18 or something like that. No, just 42% of, of the state of Wisconsin. Wisconsin. That's, that seems high. That's crazy. Well, it's good, I guess. But then you, or no wait, maybe it was just the that might I'm I'm sorry, I misspoke. That was the whole US, not just Wisconsin. Okay. That was say, the whole US. I, I think they said 42% of 65 and over have gotten both shots. Mm. I don't know. In, it's, in Wisconsin, it was something about the it whole. Was something it was, like it that. was a. Con- I was a country thing. I was looking at this morning, and we were like third as far as percentage vaccinated. Wisconsin was no, you the U.S. Oh, it was Saint Bonaventure videographer put in a chokehold. It was <laughs> Gobani's Mar- March fifteenth. So yeah, it was a ten championship chokehold, and, and yeah, it was I aggressive. It was aggressive, but I, I don't know that it was a real, like, calling it a chokehold, I think. Might Anybody who hasn't too. been in an actual chokehold should not be allowed to use the word chokehold. <laughs> right. Just putting that out there. The, the guy was Speak. able to stay standing and not, like, struggle. Yeah, to not breathe, in a chokehold. So, not in a chokehold, yeah. But saying videographer got a noogie is not, <laughs> you're not no, going to click funny. on that. But restrained. I, you're going to click re- on that. <laughs> yeah. like awesome. He got restrained. He Videog- got swirly vi- after vi- a noogie. I was going to say videographer <laughs> wedgie then followed with swirly. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be something you're going to click on, Matt. Videographer dies on court right there. Yep. We, and then first line, well, he didn't actually die, but like. Yeah. He felt like he was dying. Like emotionally. Yeah, inside. He, he died a little bit inside. I'm glad they're having a tournament. Yep. That's a good thing. We get to watch N- basketball. NCAA wrestling tournament was it's last weekend. Steps. Yeah. It was good. How'd like, that go? Badgers are not very good, but, you know. Right. I thought they got like a really good coach now that you were all pumped about. Mm-hmm. There's some things. Okay. There's some things. I'm still I'm still starting to. They're not Badgers. Badgers women's hockey. They're not. They're not Badgers women's hockey. Uh, we flipped that game on on was it Saturday, and it was one one going into overtime, and their leading scorer is standing behind the goal. Just is this know, like women's Frozen Four? No, like yeah, the the national championship, championship, championship. Oh, okay. like to win the whole works. She's just like. Puck handling behind the net and just whips it from behind the net and hits the goal. It hits a player that was trying to screen and it bounces into the net. And that's how the Badgers won. That's how they won. Really? Yeah. Can it you, wasn't a goal and shot on goal. It was just, just like uh, flipped it from behind the net and it ricocheted in. Wow. Riddle me this. This is something I'll never understand. How can we be so good at women's hockey and so bad at men's? <laughs> how can we not? How We're are getting we? better this year at men's. They're still not very good. That, no, but they're better. But like how we didn't even win the Big Ten. Like yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we did. didn't. We, we just did. we didn't we did. win the tournament. We, we won did. the regular season. We won the regular yeah, season, but we lost the Big Ten tournament. Yes. To Minnesota to one game. Okay, so Minnesota what? lives. That's all they have in Minnesota, Max. We don't have a, we don't have a whole lot more. <laughs> they, they have ten. <laughs> but they lakes literally like play. We hockey. have more lakes though. Bill would agree. Like I know, he goes to Minnesota to visit a friend and plays hockey on a lake. Yeah, that's all and they have. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just I, well, okay. Put it this way: for years, if the Benz team was not very good, oh, fourteen was the last year they made the tournament for yeah. hockey. They had a bad coach who didn't care, and so then that it, that to- Tony. No, that's who they. That's had now, now Tony Granado. Granado. And then it just took Granado a couple of years to get his guys back on the. They got the Hobie Baker. Cole okay. Caulfield, man. Who's Hobie Baker? Oh, yeah. He's an old... He's like oh, the Heisman, dude. Okay. He's the Heisman of hockey. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. got a good team this year. Do you still have the gopher on a stick I bought you? I in do. Minnesota. Cole, Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield. Yeah, he's supposed to be really good, I guess. He's really good. But... The, and they never really had a... Like, they finally got goaltenders again. Maybe maybe what really does it for me is the night we went to go watch the Badgers they play bad. Michigan State. They were not very good. It was Ohio State, and we or Ohio State, yeah, six nothing or something. Blame Jeff. Yeah, it was all Jeff's 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 fault, but still, like it, it hurt my feelings. It was either Jeff's fault or uh, who was the miracle guy that they retired as Mark Tim Johnson. Mark Johnson. Mark Johnson. Yeah. Tim Johnson. Yeah. Tim, Tim, Tim Horton. <laughs> That's the wrestling announcer, Tim Johnson. Oh, okay. I wish we had Tim Horton on the team. <laughs> Being Canadian, he'd probably be pretty good. <laughs> Mark Johnson, miracle. The women do have six nationals. They're nannies. pretty good. Isn't Mark Johnson the women's coach? Yeah. 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 
So that's cool too. Because yeah, didn't they win their game earlier that day before they did the Mark Johnson? Probably. I think so. Yeah. Pretty sure it was late. Because they had, had a great day today. They had the women there with with the yeah with them for the the ceremony. Or and then the men you. the men got spanked. It was bad. Yeah. But blame it on Jeff. So I'm good with that. Yep. When they're good, that's a fun building to be in. It was kind of fun that night, like until like we were down like three nothing. Then it was not near as much fun. Right. It started to lose its luster. But before that, great time. You guys remember when we went to the Maryland game? Badgers basketball versus Maryland? Place was rocking that night. Yeah. When Maryland was like the number. They were ranked ahead of us. Right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. You guys are all just nodding <laughs> yeah, at <I> me. Know. <laughs> it was good. It's been so long, I can't remember yeah. what that feels like, it was like anymore. two years ago, Bill. <laughs> but in COVID years, that's like it's a like decade. 30. It's like 67. It's like a decade. Just think, a year ago at this time, what was the hottest thing right now? COVID. Tiger King. S- toilet paper. Tiger King. <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> Hand sanitizer yeah. and wipe. And, yeah, uh, poor, poor Tiger King had wipe. the limo already and just didn't get the Never part. got out. So sad. Then he got COVID in prison. That's not surprising. Yeah. I don't know how you don't get COVID in prison. I feel like that's... Just a given, being that close proximity to all those other people. It's like your family. All right. You guys ready to get into some carbon credits? Yep. So today's topic, we're going to talk about the carbon marketing that is reaching a fever pitch, I guess you could say. So there has been a few things out there the last few years discussing carbon markets, but this year it's really started to take off a lot of, in the last two years, a lot of companies kind of jumping into that venue. So what exactly are we talking about? So a carbon credit. Todd, what's a carbon credit? So a carbon credit um, is basically a generic term for any tradable certificate or permit representing the right to emit one ton of carbon dioxide or the equivalent amount. So I can just print a carbon certificate? Yes. And, like pa- someone a carbon and then you credit. can burp. And yeah. like Packers okay. stock. <laughs> it's kind of like, eh, actually not much different than Packers. Just, it, no, it, what it's sweet. like, you remember when they sold the actual sections of the field, the frozen tundra? Oh, yeah. That's, yep. what, that's what that's it's like. like. You're giving up a small area of your land in exchange for carbon. You used to get a, pack, you used to get a packet of their grass seed so you could grow your own. Remember that? I don't. I don't actually yeah. remember. You don't remember yeah. when they did that? No. I remember the frozen tundra when they sold the, the section. When they were resetting they really, it, right? Sod, yeah. yeah, it's not really like grassy. It's no, it's 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 grass. <laughs> Max, it's, Max, what, are what you kind of magic bean seller did you buy these Packers? Grass, grass no, the, pa- the Packers field is like yeah. Well, I know, but I yeah, I assume they bring sod in, but you could buy you could buy the Lambo field grass grass seed, whatever seed. mixture they yeah. plant. Even though the hey, you buddy over there, come here, come here. <laughs> I, got I got some, some Lambo grass seed for you. <laughs> the guy, this guy opens yeah, up his yeah. trench coat. It's really good stuff. You want end zone or fifty yard line? <laughs> it's Kentucky bluegrass in the end zone. Don't the, you know? I want the red zone. What do you got for that? <laughs> the red, the zone. red zone. That that's what they should do. They should actually put yeah different grasses in. Make it red. Zones. Like the red zone should. That be would red. be would be red. Yeah. yeah. XFL would be doing something like that. <laughs> R.I.P. XFL. Yeah. Hey, not I, dead yet. Is The Rock bringing it back? I not know dead yet. We're hanging talk, on. But I don't know when. The Rock could do it if anybody could do well, it. Well, yeah. No, I, I, Vince McMahon couldn't yeah, twice, True, but, he, which he should be able to do it too. But, but hopefully The Rock has surpassed his old uh, employer when it comes to his business skills. <laughs> so if The Rock played in his own league, maybe. But we're getting off topic. No, so if, I, if I'm a farmer, do I I buy carbon credits then? No. No. <laughs> you sell them. I you're sell you're them. the carbon mule. Got it. Yes. The, the, the farmer mule. is the carbon mule. You could buy carbon credits to offset something. but So any business can basically go to you and say, I want to offset my carbon for producing computers or cars or whatever they're doing. Right. And then they sell it on a, a market. So... Yeah, just the egg papers were buzzing with this all winter. So it was something that just you'd see a lot of articles on it and trying to catch up on, like, is this real? What's Is the buzz worth all the hype? Or is it something that's going to come and go and really not be worth, you know, even getting into? So what is, 
how does it work? How does the carbon credit work? So basically there's a mar- currently there's more markets becoming available. The one downside is right now there there isn't a carbon market on like the Chicago Board of Trade. So like farmers are used to going to sell our corner beans or whatever and there's a real market. You know, we can go lock it in and hedge it and do all that stuff with carbon so far there is not a market like you could trade corn. But soon, the CME group did have like a press release where they said that they are coming out with sort of new markets um, on emissions in general. So there's going to be um, different tradable things for that, which will be really, really helpful. So essentially, we're not canning carbon. We're not taking cow farts and putting them in, mm-hmm. in a jar to offset carbon. What we're doing is we're using a practice of some some kind to replace emissions kind of right and currently it's basically using the soil as the sink for carbon right and the two ways to do that are less tillage or cover crops currently and that too is that there's this is going to be a spot where there's going to be a bunch of new science on how do we get carbon more carbon into the soil and so the the best ways now is just switching to no-till and so you have basically you're not releasing as much carbon and you're holding it more in the soil with no-till and then with with cover crops you're adding carbon you know from the air to the soil um, but your crop residue does that as well you know in the, in sort of the no-till system so so if i'm already doing no-till cover crops i'm making bank right <laughs> right no this is the part um, you jumped in too soon <laughs> this this word in the carbon thing really really gets me um, and it's called additionality is what they keep using. So additionality. So cover crop plus no-till equals equals money. If you're, if you're already doing it, like if you're already a good farmer, you probably won't get paid in this. Or and good farmers lose. But if you're already doing these practices, um, basically it says they're not offsetting anything. So the actual definition of additionality is reductions are additional if they would not have occurred in the absence of the market for offset credits. So the market is driving this additionality. Right. So, like, if you did it already, you're probably disqualified. I wish they'd say disqualified. That, to me, is better than additionality. Like, yeah, you at Freedom High School, did you learn additionality in math class? I was Max? pretty sure this was a fake word when you said it the first time. <laughs> yeah, I felt like this is a word they made up just for this. But, yeah. No, additionality to me sounds like it could be a good thing, and it's not. Well, well, yeah. So it's essentially, they're they're looking to add to the system. If you're in the existing system, you're not adding to it. That's, Correct. That's the additionality portion of it. Now, yeah. now, I would say certain markets that we'll get into next, um, like Bayer's Carbon Initiative. Technically, they are doing like a ten year look back. That if before 2010 you no till, then then its additionality kicks in and you're disqualified. But they are looking back on some of these, so that's good. Um, it's not all of them are calling this sort of disqualification, but a lot of them are using this thing. So that's been a tricky thing is that if you do some of these practices already, you sort of disqualify yourself, which I also think is hard because then it disincentivizes, like say you were going to no-till anyway, and you're like... Yeah. So bust out the chisel plow no, and get back Yeah, in. it just mold makes board, it... Mold board, mold board. <laughs> it, it sort of is this very weird thing of like, as farmers, we maybe got to stand up and be like, hey, why don't you pay us to store this carbon, not, you know, there should be something in a credit that, hey, we got this warehouse out here, I'm pointing to a field outside, and we got to keep it there. Like, why don't you pay us something to keep keep it in the warehouse? Um, And I think that's To to prevent subtractionality. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Now that's a made-up word right there. Multiplicationality. (laughs) So we don't want you, we don't want you to bust out the chisel plow or the mole board. We want you to keep no-tilling and, and doing cover crops. Well, and they just, probably want more people to continue to do it. So if right. they keep paying it's, you to do what you're already doing, they can't go to someone else. It's basically right. a trading and, thing that if you're already doing it, it's already counted. Right. Yep. So you, they can't count it again. So but, is, the, is the market kind of now set by these individual companies that are willing to pay for it? Like this company is willing to pay such and such, but this other company is so, willing to pay more or less. That's where the market is set now is in an individual right. so basis. Currently, it's around this $20 um, a per, ton, per ton of carbon dioxide. But that, like you say, that's what it's sort of quote-unquote trading at without a real 
but market. you're you're not sequestering in in theory from the data they've got you're not sequestering a ton per acre so that's why the numbers it's not you're not just getting 20 bucks an acre their their data says that you're only doing a portion of that it's usually between like 0.2 to 0.8 tons yeah. per acre what is what you're sequestering depending on the practice do you have an answer for me as far as like if we no-tilled like sometimes but not all the time I, that's a good question i in reading that that was very tricky because like you say in no-till there's guys that are like hardcore long-term no-tillers but like yep. optional, but if you're optional, like, a, like you just didn't op, till op, i don't i don't opportunistic opportunistic no-till yes that's pretty mellow like, so we no-till but, no but next year <laughs> we're just gonna chisel plow because why not i i think in general that wouldn't disqualify you if you just sort of sometimes didn't it'd till be interesting it. to see what they define no-till as because even in you know some scholarly articles and stuff the last few years they've been talking about the difference between transitional no-till like long-term no-till that there is you know there's differences it's not like strip tillage is almost considered no-till yeah everybody who I, says no-till means something different correct it's not you know, like you say oh i no-till you might mean something completely different than the guy next to you that says you know tills, because yeah, there's there's different. That's a good point too. Is when you do sign up, like that means you cannot till. Like there is no. Like, this isn't like a ah is, yeah. We just kind of decided the other day we were going to do it. Like if you do this, you're d- yeah. depending on the market. I, you are signing a ten year. I, like, I worked I, it in the fall and I but I didn't till it in the spring yeah. and I planted. So. Yeah. No, this is very. <laughs> this very year no-till. there was no tillage. What else I struggle with no till is like. We really just put a lot of tillage on our planters when we no-till. You know, you just make your planter more aggressive. And so that's tricky, too. Is it, well, it's Let all the secrets. Our planters are... Well, so, so what you're saying is we should call it minimal disturbance tillage. Or minimal planting. disturbance planting. No, it's high disturbance planting, but you didn't disturb it with tilling at all. But, but you're doing is, the minimum amount right. of disturbance. Correct. Of, of a total disturbance. Right. Right. And the amount you're doing is not going to... It's it's not loosening the soil enough because we know broadcasting road. is inconsistent, and you're not gonna. We can't just have a seed fairy go out and <laughs> right. spread. No, we seeds still got to get field. it in there somehow, right? right? So, get, so yeah. that's a good point. Is we're using the whatever minimum there tool are we seed need fairies. to get it into the seed. To get the, it in the there may be, but not not to the extent we're talking. You're not going to do a full section planted via seed fairy. I think that would take too long. Unless you had like twenty fairies. Now, if you could get the leprechauns involved, since we're talking March, <laughs> maybe the fairies and leprechauns work together. You got to trap them first, right? Which I heard all you guys are bad at catching. It's leprechauns. pretty different. <laughs> well, yeah, how many leprechauns have you caught, Max? I mean, just come, come to a family reunion and lock the door. <laughs> and you catch a lot. Oh. Uh. You all right, so additionality, are we good on that? Because that, to me, was like the most confusing part of all this. I'm I understand like, it. I don't agree, but I understand I, yeah, it. If that's the point. question, I do yeah. I do comprehend. Yeah. No, I think and, we and got I, it. Yeah. And I think that is an important part of the rest of it. If, if you understand that part, you know where you stand on your farm currently. If you do it already, maybe you do jump in one of these because you could get paid on some of them, whereas 10 years down the line, you, you just won't be able to. Um, so that that's part of it to look at. So markets available. Um, I got a list of seven markets. We're going to kind of go through sort of the pros and cons of each and kind of what they're what they're paying. Well, that's um, that's a difficult part. Like you said before, there's not really a you know we can't go say okay it's Chicago Board of Trade based. There's no consistency necessarily right between these markets. So the, that makes it difficult. That's to know. a good point, man. Because there's another. So currently with. Joe Biden being our president, there is some top advisors to him proposing that the USDA create a carbon bank that would buy and sell credits for farmers. Um, and so there's another thing that might happen soon as well. So you got the Chicago Board of Trade thing that might change this. And then, you know, USDA might get involved as well with a carbon bank. I, I see a opportunity, the first national bank of tilth. <laughs> first national carbon bank of yeah. tilth. If you got good tilth. <laughs> instead of instead of credit, we're we're dealing in tilth. We're dealing so Whoa. We're the new Bitcoin? Yep. <laughs> no, Doge. <laughs> don't, I don't that I don't understand either. Let's not go to blockchain. That's even more confusing. Meme coin? 
No, and you know what my favorite part about all those crypto coins is? You can do things like this. Matt, you're good with computers. Figure it out for me. <laughs> yeah. Just understand blockchain, please. Yeah. Sure. No. Start start mining. I'll just yeah, plug my computer in and tell it to mine. Just type mine into the <laughs> Google. <laughs> into Google. Mine mine Bitcoin. All right. And search. We're gonna be rich no time. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong. All right. So markets, what what the first market. Let's start with so one thing to think about these markets is basically a lot of the you know, bigger chemical egg companies is what jumped in. So Bayer, FBN, um, Nutrien, and then Winfield, Lando Lakes, and then there's one called Nori. And from what I could tell, with that one they kind of grabbed on with Corteva and Granular. So if we do think of these markets, a lot of them are current egg companies that farmers are used to dealing with. And then they've created kind of this side business where they're selling carbon. Maybe, so we're, maybe you could figure it out. Like uh, this is a long ways down the road. Maybe they can figure it out how you buy your carbon credits and it just goes straight to credit towards your your herbicide or right. your fungicide or <laughs> yeah. your seed, all that kind of stuff. And and most of these are at best like two years old. There's a few that are older, but I I would agree the oldest are about five years. But in general, they're all like actually a lot of them are from last fall, which right. is crazy. Like. Well, 2020. Yeah, Bears just launched and, within the last six months. Yeah, same with um, True Carbon, which is Land Lake. So, yep. correct. That's the other tricky part is like these are in their infancy program, you know, programs. They're, they're not even teething yet. Yes. And one of the, so let's go jump into Bears. It's um, powered by FieldView. So they're also using, all these got to have sort of a way to, um, check it with the market where a farmer's got to put in data so that they can, you know, prove that you're doing these practices. So when we get through each one, you'll see they're they're using some sort of their already software tool to sort of do that. Yeah. They're using it to track what you're doing. Yes, basically. Well, and this yeah. one we we covered a little bit last week. We talked yep. about it in our spotlight. Um, so they're using Climate's Field View to sort of you know track it, and then basically theirs is you get three bucks an acre for no-till strip-till. Uh, six bucks an acre for cover crops, and then both is nine bucks. You know, it's so that, are they, funny. Part here is, are they buying your data on their few, field well, view? Cor- that's platform, the other part. Or right, are they paying you to to do carbon? Because we talked all the time about <laughs> all this data that these farmers collect, and what is it worth, and how do you? I'm sure they're selling that. your data as right. well. Right. Well, right. yeah, you're you're paying a subscription for them to sell your data, and then now <laughs> now they're going to give you nine, nine dollars an acre, acre if you're doing the right stuff. And Which, then they'll sell it on top of that. Right. So that one, to me, is nice. They give you in ways that they just flat out tell you the price. Um, do I think their prices are extremely low? Yes. But it's there. They tell you. It's all up front. And then there is a look back where you can go 10 years in the past. And if you didn't do no-till before that, um, you could actually sign up. So that's kind of an interesting part. If Say you've been doing no-till or cover crops for five years. This one, you know, you these paid on five years, right? And you could jump in and still do it. Which, um, like we just talked about, additionality. Some of these won't let you do that. So this one potentially will. So if you're already sort of doing it and into it, um, this would be a potential one where you you would want to jump in and get your nine bucks if you're doing both. All right, then we've got FBN's gradable. I this were gradable, gradable. Yeah, it was a weird. Um, they basically created a you know new sort of carbon and other trading you know group with FBN. Um, theirs is a little different in that you're ba- they're basically trying to help you just track how much carbon, and then you can go sell it on sort of the open market. Yeah. So what I'm, look at they have like a diagram on the website here, and you enroll the fields, and then basically you have to submit records that show that you did it. And then you earn carbon credits for regenerative practices, sell credits, or bank for the future. This sounds like South Park. Underpants step, gnomes. Yep. Step one, steal the underpants. <laughs> step two, mm. step three, profit. profit. It was <laughs> collect underpants, not steal them, but anyway. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure they stole them. I they mean, did their, steal their collection was but they, stealing, but they said collect underpants. Yeah, they sorry. didn't collect steal. Yeah. Collect without telling people that we're collecting. First one, collect <laughs> underpants. First two, <laughs> first three, profit. It's very good, Matt. Yes, I remember the underpants gnomes well. 
are the underpants gnomes, are we? But yeah, so there. This is more of a trying to set you up to trade credits than it is paying you per acre. So the good part system. with this is, say, credits go to fifty bucks a ton in the future. You're not locked in. You're not locked in, right? Yep. And so you can play the market that way. They're just trying to help you be the source to do that, and they're taking basically sixty percent of the credits the farmer gets. Twenty five percent basically go to like a fudge factor, I would call it. Um, it's like they're just like, hey, we can't be perfect, so these are just the fudge factor. And then fifteen percent of the credit is retained by Gradable to cover sampling, verification, administration, and fees. So sixty percent of the time, it works every time. Yes, that's good. You're right. Fifteen uh, percent of the time, we get all the time. All of the percent, we get all of that. So there, so there will be um, one that's interesting that, you know, for the long term, if you're looking at it, that you think carbon is going to get, you know, increase in price, you would you'd sign up for this now to start sort of tracking it, and then you'd have credits to sell later. So jump into FBN when Robinhood says it's good. <laughs> GameStop. Oh, you the buy, Reddit guys. You buy, buy the Reddit. Buy lots yeah. Of, buy lots okay, of GameStop. I didn't know where you're yeah. going with that. Yeah. Sorry. Say, don't you say that name around me, <laughs> the devil company. The The next one is Indigo Egg um, or Indigo Carbon, kind of they're interchangeable somewhat. And they're, they're giving you about $15 per carbon credit. Um, and they're, again, that so like I said, somewhat in the markets between that $20-ish, and right now they're at $15, and then you've, you know, you're not going to get that full per acre because you'd have to prove that you're doing a full ton. Right. Um, so realistically, it's not, yeah, 15 so, an acre. Right. It's more, yeah. Um, and there's two, I just, on their website, it tells a lot, so it's indoag.com, but it didn't really, to me, it wasn't as um, well, specific, I guess. And, yeah, in Wisconsin, we're not really even in their service area. So. Okay, so let's just... We're kind of going, but, yeah, running. But that through. one, from what I've heard talking to guys in other states, that one too is a 10-year payback. So you yeah. you enroll your acres. doesn't matter how many years you do the the cover crops in that time period, but you're going to get paid out over 10 years no matter what. So it's not like they just write you a check at the end of the year for the full amount. And and this one's been around longer, which is like more than a couple years in as yeah, long. Yeah, it's probably one of the older ones. Right, yeah. and that's where I think, too, their $15 is probably just, from when they started and, you know, as the credit, as the market changes, they'll change. Um, the next one is Nori, which is rice, right? No, I the, think it, it's Japanese it, for... Um, isn't Nori like the... There's no... Or no, seaweed. I, yes, it? I was going to say, I nori thought it was seaweed. seaweed. You're right. Yep. yep. Something in sushi. And I don't... So I don't know what that has to do with... Nori paper. Credits, exactly. Um, and then that one seems to have Corteva and Granular sort of tied to it. Um, that they're kind of a partner. So I don't know that they're like how well they're really tied into it, but it just, from what I could tell, um, they're, they seem to be a partner in that, yeah. that one. And this one, yeah, it looks like it's still technically a pilot program from looking at their website. And then, um, yeah, one thing, one thing we haven't covered on these is acre minimums. And some of these I, have acre minimums. Like yeah. you have to enroll. It's not like, Oh, I got, a, I got a 40. I'll do. Um, it did seem that it wasn't that much in general. There was one that I'm was just, like 500, yeah, I think. Yeah, Nori's uh, minimum enrollment's 1,000 plus acres. Or was that one? Okay. Yeah. I, so. I knew some of these were like, yeah, which... And that yeah. doesn't help these guys with... No, <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> what about the guys with 300 acres that want to do the right thing? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. You're just not a big enough piece of the puzzle. Sorry. Not, not enough, enough good. Not enough additionality. Been too small my entire life. <laughs> It's no good. That's what she said. All right. Oh, uh, next one. So, so yeah, Nori's still in a in the pilot program, and yeah, it seems to have a pretty big minimum enrollment. Next one is Nutrien. So we're used to Nutrien with you know basically a fertilizer company, I guess is what I would call them. Um, and then they've got a carbon program. Um, theirs is pricing under development, so still very pilot. Um, just kind of just announced it really and yeah that was um, beginning of this year sometime they that's when they announced i didn't see the specific date but it says 2021 so and it does seem that that they're how it works nutrient is uniquely positioned 
With our direct relationship with over 500,000 growers globally, provide year-round agronomic solutions. Um, so it looks like they're going to try to leverage their customer base, you know, in this. This program. one may be more the underpants gnomes than the previous right. one. Yeah. <laughs> we have a plan. We're, we're going to swindle our farmers. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I, some of these Somebody's are so... going to clip that now, and we're just going to yeah. have that. They are so new that I think they just are trying to get something out like, hey, this is our deal. Like, come come sign up. Actually, in number four of their plan is profit. Number one, plan. Number two, plant. Three, produce. Four, profit. Five, preserve. So there's, there. there's a five-point plan. <laughs> yes. They're already ahead of the underpants now. <laughs> yeah. They've got five. two extra steps. If you've got a five-year year plan, it's not die. <laughs> yeah. That's the best plan. <laughs> for, for a new company, that's, that's a realistic five-year goal. Not right. die. Especially in COVID. Yes. yes. Uh, All right. And then there's two more. Um, next one is True Carbon, which is the Winfield Lando Lakes. Yep. Um, that one this, we talked about. We had a spotlight, spotlight of this yep. one. Uh, 4 to $15 an acre uh, range. And the, the, this one, too, is sort of just getting off. The, just getting started, this one was announced in February of this year, so it's quite new. And they're using, they've got Microsoft, so like Bill Gates is kind of who they secured as their first purchaser of the carbon. So do you have to get all your uh, fields on Teams? <laughs> yes, Microsoft Teams on Windows. Don't worry, I'm sure Bill Gates can just get all the information he wants. Bill Gates is just buying all the land, so that's that's their plan. Yeah, he is, what, the lar- is he the largest I or just one of the largest yeah, landowners? he's the largest. So, Man. But he's retired, so Microsoft may have to buy carbon credits from Bill Ooh. Gates. <laughs> sure. He may be making that was even more money off that. Of was that was his plan to buy Eggland and sell the credits. Sell it back to Microsoft. It seems like a genius idea, other than the part where you got to own like a billion acres. Or in that part, I think I could do this. One billion acres. Mm. <laughs> so as they say, they use Soil Health in- Institute research that shows regeneratively managed soil can sequester between 0.2 to 0.75 tons of carbon annually, depending on your region, practices, and soil types. Um, so that's where they get that range of, of three, or excuse me, $4 to $15. And then the last one is SIBO Technologies. Um, and this one, <laughs> this one would seem more almost like a way to buy credits than it seemed. It seemed, you're right, Matt. They were on, they're just securing people that want to buy, you know, like, like if you're like, a business kind of, I mean, they do have got the, you know, they've, they've got both sides, but it seems like that part is more of where they're looking right now. Um, Versus the the you know they're just setting up their marketplace. Yeah, I was trying to find the uh, when I first went on their website, they had a thing like oh buy five credits. That's the equivalent of your commute for a year type thing, which I thought was interesting way of of trying to sell it. Like here buy buy this to offset your own carbon. Yeah, that's another way to go about you know about trying to do this is setting it up so that the average Joe can buy. A small amount small. of credits to offset, like you said, Matt, their bus ride to work every day or their Starbucks that they cup they throw away or whatever. Yeah, I mean, for we've been talking about carbon footprint for 30 years or more in terms of... Well, that's been a big thing. Like, you go to certain... Like, you'll go to a sporting event and they'll say, we've reduced our carbon footprint at this stadium by... Whatever percent. I don't know what that means. What they do actually have done. They shut the lights off like three minutes after the game rather than two hours after <laughs> yeah. the game like they used to. Like they No ru- fifth quarter for you. <laughs> they rush to shut the lights off. That's probably part of it, honestly, is shut, shutting lights <laughs> off. Like that's a huge, it's a huge thing to shut lights off. There's a lot of lights in a stadium. They take a lot of power. So, yeah, those are the markets, guys. Um, it's going to... That's a part that's got to change. It's going to evolve a lot in the next two years. So as a farmer, you're going to have to decide sort of if you just want to wait or jump in. Well, if I'm a farmer, like, I have no equipment to do no-till or anything. Like, the hard part was this isn't a big enough incentive for me to want to spend the money to right, upgrade capital, my equipment. Capital investment is going to be more than, than what you're getting back. What you're getting, yeah. I, I think 
selling carbon, you really got to look at it the same way you sell any commodity off your farm, grain, straw, forage, however you sell that is look at what these practices are going to cost you and what it's going to take to sort of cover those. And if you can see a profit in there and I actually think as a farmer right now, you should look at like what it would cost me. And then you set your own number of, okay, when these credits are worth 40 bucks an acre, it's worth it for me to dry, jump in, jump you know, in. or, and right now it's trading at 20 bucks a ton, but maybe there'll be more studies that show we can capture more carbon. Maybe it'll be less. That'll be different too. And so then you'll know when you want to jump in of, okay, when it hits 60 bucks a ton and I'll get 40 bucks an acre, I'm, I'm well, jumping in. And on the flip side too, is if you can, if you know, you're going to be guaranteed, you look at your return on investment over time that, you know, you're going to get paid that every year for X number of years, you know, how you're going to get it. That can possibly be an incentive to, to kind of lock in your carbon credits at some point, if, if that even becomes possible. The other part that's hard to put a value on is carbon will help your soil a lot, mm-hmm. holding water capacity. Um, obviously, organic matter is going to be better, which is going to help you with sort of nitrogen. nitrogen. So that's the other part is just looking at it that way of more carbon will benefit you. And that's really hard to put a number on it, but it just knowing that of, okay, doing these practices could help just my soil health. Yeah. I mean, getting paid for carbon credits isn't the only reason to no-till or, or do cover crops. There's lots of other reasons. And then the other part is we still need a lot of research on what practices really do get the most carbon dioxide out of the soil and in or out of the air and into the soil. So thinking of that on your farm too, of how can I, how can I try something different that I might see a change over time um, and really get up on that side of when this trading, when you do want to jump in trade and know how to really do achieve the carbon sink that you're supposed to be. Yeah. So if you're interested in more carbon market information, all these ones we've mentioned have websites that will give some information. So keep your eye on carbon credits, whether or not it's, a great investment for you is up to you. Do the research. Look at what you're doing, what practices you're in. If you've already been doing them for a number of years, you may be out of luck. Uh, other than Bear's potential of a payback if you started after, is it 2010 or 2012? It was somewhere in there. Um, it's around 10 years. Yeah, so within the last 10 years. So keep an eye on carbon markets and try to know what your soil is worth. Now we'll move into our Ag History Minute. Gotta love the banjo. So in keeping with our theme of carbon markets, we'll talk a little bit about how all this got started. So the Kyoto Protocol is an international treaty which extends the 1992 United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change which commits state parties to reduce greenhouse gas emissions based on scientific consensus that global warming is occurring and that human-made CO2 emissions are driving. Excuse me, driving it. The Kyoto Protocol was adopted in Kyoto, Japan, on December 11th, 1997, and entered into force on February 16th, 2005. There are currently 192 parties that are signed on to the protocol. Canada withdrew back in 2012. The Kyoto Protocol, by putting a price on carbon, has created a unique environmental commodity in the international market. The protocol developed three innovative mechanisms which give parties a certain degree of flexibility in meeting their emission reduction targets. The mechanism that covers the marketing we've been talking about is emissions trading, also known as the carbon market. And it is truly global and growing, amounting to $30 billion of value in 2006 and expected to grow. So there you go. That's how we got our carbon market was through that framework. So it was really, it's been in place since about 2005. It's crazy how it's been that long and it's really just Just gaining popularity now. You would have expected, you know, that was 15 years ago when it was enforced and, you know, it's almost 25 since they got got it going. So Yeah, you'd think it would have evolved faster, but I suppose... You know, we didn't have the research, and we still, to a certain extent, don't, don't, don't have a lot of research on right. how much carbon sequestration there is and what to what level we can really 
identify that. So, yeah, if you got more questions about carbon trading and carbon credits, please find an independent crop consultant in your area. You can go to naicc.org to find an independent crop consultant. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please tell a farmer friend about our podcast. Tell them to subscribe. Say, hey, there's this really good carbon podcast. I mean, I know you've been reading about it, but why not just hear about it while you're doing chores around the farm? So please subscribe to the podcast. And Matt, where can they find us? You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilth Talk Radio. All right. With that, let's get into our current events with some cool beans, and that's corny. So cool beans? Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Our cool beans this week, March 23rd, once again recognized as National Ag Day. So for the fifth year, the White House has publicly recognized Tuesday, March 23rd as National Ag Day, which this year it was a Tuesday. It's not a Tuesday every year. So is it always March 23rd? I believe it is. For the last five years. Is there significance to that day? No idea. Uh Sure, it's National Ag Day, Todd. That's yeah, the right. Significance. That's the significance. So it is a March. March was slow. They needed to, to recognition spice it up with something. of our unique and irreplaceable value that is farming, ranching, forestry, farm workers, and other agricultural stewards who contribute to our nation's past and present. At least that's how Joe Biden put it in his address from the White House. It also highlights how agriculture has continued to answer the challenges of the pandemic by providing a steady stream of safe and abundant food, which, when you think about it, is one of the few things that there's not backed up or... Um, it, might, it might be the Suez only thing might, I'm yeah. learning. Wedged in the Suez Canal. Yeah, we have the... Yeah, they said that it could take a long time to get that ship out of there, too. They're squawking about gas prices because of that. And toilet paper. I saw that there may be a toilet paper <laughs> shortage because shortage. of it. Yeah, another one because of the ship in the Suez. So. It says Norman Borlaug was born March 25th. I couldn't they have waited like two days, two days and just did it on his birthday. You're assuming someone did enough research somewhere. <laughs> yeah, they probably were just, ah, it's a slow day. Yeah. What, what's expert. a slow day? <laughs> what's, what's not a national holiday yet? Uh, the 23rd? Which it's not even a holiday. I don't know why. It's just a... I mean, it didn't start on Facebook, at least this time. Unlike every other like national something oh, day, yeah. it seems to yep. start on national, Facebook. Like, talk to your brother day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> talk like a pirate day. Yeah. I don't remember when that one is, but that's the thing. It's got to be in March. March? March? I don't bad. know, you land lover. That was bad, Max. It's what the people want. <laughs> I actually think it's like in fall sometime. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember though. I'm not going to search it. March 23rd is also American Diabetes Association Alert Day, <laughs> Nelba Toast Day, National Egg Day, National Chia Day, National Puppy Day, Near Miss Day, Pakistan Day, <laughs> World Meteorolo- Meteorological Day. Why would they put us with the meteorological guys? <laughs> I like that there's a Melba toast. <laughs> What's a Melba Probably toast? only in Australia. That's, yeah, true. That's where you get Melba true, toast. Yeah. Oh, Melba toast. Toast. Yes, toast. Yes. It's Ma- literally a day about bread. Toasty. Max, September 19th, talk like a pirate day. I didn't I, even have to finish the Google. I just said talk like, and it was a pirate <laughs> day. It just finished up for me. So obviously it's searched quite a bit. Yeah, I thought it was in fall, yeah, so it's like September a few days. September 19. It's right before my wife's birthday, Ooh. so. Oh, better remember that. Today, the day we're recording, March 26th, is Make Up Your Own Holiday Day. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so it's Happily National Tilth Egg Day. <laughs> Yay. Yep. It's National Tilth Day, everybody. It's also National Nougat Day and National Spinach Day and Wear a Hat Day. Ooh, that is not a, not a combination. <laughs> spinach, and spinach and nougat. Does not sound good at all. I will I will take my peanuts with my nougat in my Snickers bar. Thank you. All right. Now let's get to our That's Corny, which is not the ship in the Suez, but maybe it should have been. Our, our That's Corny for today is one that we've been talking about for a while. And no, it's not COVID. It's the Iowa Duraco. Damaged fields could all be soybeans for 2021. 
basically it's watch out for volunteer corner. Right. 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 So because yep. everything that laid down last year is going to be a pain in the butt sure. this year. So. Right. Which, and if you go corn on corn would be a nightmare to manage. So <sighs> yes. you're pretty much stuck Unless you way. could do a herbicide rotation yeah. in some way. Unless you got wheat or something in there last year. And even then it's probably yeah. still going to be pro- problematic. So, yeah. So the scars of Doraco could be there in the spring, but will be in the form of volunteer corn. Which I remember, Todd, one of your farms one year when we had some that hail damage. Yep. And, and, blew, and a lot of wind. The and, the volunteer corn mess that was. That one got went to corn on worked corn. Worked okay for corn silage. Right. As long as it was silage, <laughs> it was fine. But yeah, that was a lot of volunteer corn. Yes. So there you go. All right, let's wrap it all up with our egg idiom. Todd, you got this Our one egg for idiom us this of this week. week is I wouldn't bet the farm on it, which means to risk everything on a venture that one thinks will be successful. So basically, I, we could use it in many ways. I wouldn't bet the farm on trading carbon credits, or I wouldn't bet the farm on a March Madness basketball game. Wouldn't bet the farm on the Badgers winning the NCAA tournament. <laughs> you all that. Yeah, yes, you should not. Especially since they're already out for this year, really not not a great bet. <laughs> not not to make. a bet anymore. And the origin of that is it is an American term dating from the late nineteenth century, and it that what they don't know the exact origin, but it basically was originating from some sort of wild wild west poker game where someone actually did bet a farm and probably lost it or or whatever. Um, in a poker game, so that's basically that's, where that that takes some from. big cojones to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back then, you just or a couple bottles of whiskey. <laughs> back then, you just sat on a new farm. Then it, <laughs> yeah, you lost you the first squatted, one. Yeah, squatted yeah, on, the, on yeah. the neighbors. Yeah. Or or you or you played poker with the neighbor. To land land was more prevalent at that time than it is now. Oh, I guess I got to start over. So. I, had a, I had a comment from a listener yesterday. Whoa. Right. I don't know if it's a good comment or a bad comment. I kind of got yelled at a little bit. So you guys remember the corn draft we did? Yeah. Right? Yep. We talked about the highest yielding corn being in Charlotte, Michigan. Do you guys remember that? Sound familiar at well, all? That was well, the, it was one of the corn growers. Well, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. It wasn't the highest In a yielding. specific category. But anyway, but yeah. it was. we kept saying Charlotte, Michigan. It's not pronounced Charlotte. It's Charlotte. Oh. Charlotte. And I was told that it's very offensive to people in Michigan to call it Charlotte. Yeah, we're not them North Carolinians. It's kind of like when you, people come up here and say, Ma- like, Mackinac. You know, don't say Mackinac. Ooh. You know, that kind of thing. So, Charlotte. Charlotte. It's like Charlotte. Black, is it like Black Creek? Creek? Well, we're, Creek? Okay, we're not opening that can of worms today. <laughs> but anyway, so Charlotte. Charlotte. So, I, I told him I would correct it on the next episode. Ooh, so right. Duly you. noted. Charlotte. Listener, Charlotte. Well, with that, that'll do it for us for this week. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. So this week we talked about carbon trading and carbon markets, what's out there and the outlook for this year. In our Ag History Minute, we covered the start of carbon markets, how we got to where we are today. The cool beans, that's corny. We've got National Ag Day was just a few days ago, March 23rd. And our that's corny was the Draco causing still having lasting effects for Iowa farmers. We wrapped it all up with our egg idiom, so don't bet the farm on it. It may not be time yet to jump into carbon markets, but keep an eye on them. So thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming. <laughs>